instead of hating this ego and trying to eliminate it, is to learn to turn it around, to, to make the shift, to receive this energy, to share it with the world. So a person that is full of hatred, once he learns to use this energy and to turn it around, he will be full of love. He will be the biggest vessel for love. Hi, friends, and welcome to season two of the Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker podcast. I am Debbie, your host, and the creator of what I believe is a sacred space in which I have conversations with individuals from all sectors who are dedicated to elevating consciousness around different aspects of life. With a background in ghostwriting and editing books, content development, and medical journalism, as well as many other side jobs, and several years' experience working for the international nonprofit called the Kabbalah Center, I bring you enlightening conversations with people whose work, knowledge, energy, and insight have helped me open my mind and perspective, alchemize perceived negative situations, live in a healthier body, and experience the world in a deeper, more wondrous way on a daily basis. I also desire to share energy and wisdom that I received from my spiritual teacher, Karen Berg, who was the founder and spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. My aim is that you, the listener, are able to receive what you need to create new possibilities and find greater levels of expansion in your health, relationships, and business. It is my honor to connect with you and be a part of your process. I believe that we are here to support each other on our earthly journey, and I also believe that life's challenges are most effectively tackled from the inside out. Each episode of my show presents another way to do that. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and for being with me. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this Cosmic Chat with Debbie Sugarbaker. I am so excited to be here with you this evening, wherever you are on the planet, and to welcome my friend, Yonatan Langer, who has an incredible story of transformation. He grew up in a neo-Nazi group in West Germany, and he's just transformed himself and his life in such a beautiful way. And the, the wisdom that he has to share is so powerful. Each one of us has darknesses within us that we want to transform and become a different person. We're going to hear this incredible story. Hi, Yonatan. Hi, Hi Vivian. We're both in Israel right now, and I'm so excited to have you here. Give us a little bit of the background story before we dive into some of the deeper spiritual concepts that people can apply to their lives and really take from your story to inspire and create change for themselves. Could you just give us a short background of what we're going to be delving into? Yeah, happy to. So I grew up in Germany. I have one brother, a regular family, and my parents basically wanted me to be off the street, to do some sport, and to be focused on something, building something good in my life. And because my father was also a sportsman and... Um, so I joined the first uh, gymnastics club and then later at 12 years age, I started to do karate and that was in Berlin. 
And, and at some point, two years into uh, doing karate, we were in a training camp and one of the teammates brought some music and we started to listen to the music and it happens to be neo-Nazi music. And so I joined karate simply to do karate and because I like sports, but obviously you meet friends, you make friends and you, you hang out together and uh, you find same interests and like when we were in the training camp, we, we didn't think about that this music could influence our life in a, such a, such a way that it eventually became building a neo-Nazi group. And so it started with some simple music and we liked the text. It was the time of the CDs, you know, where you make copies of it. Burning CDs. Burning CDs, exactly. Cover, covering the, like copies of the cover and yeah, the old times. Yeah. And. So this led from, from listening to music, obviously like, like repeating the songs and memorizing them to getting to know the stores where you can buy them or going to parties where you meet other people that listening to the music, then meeting other groups and then hanging out more together because the music is so standing out in your life and so different than the normal people are living their life that you build your own group then you build a clubhouse then you invite other groups into the clubhouse and then suddenly you basically built a group with a very negative mindset and very much like separated from society wow yeah so fascinating how like so by chance and innocent and start with music and having a sense of camaraderie and feeling a sense of belonging you know, if you go into the pyramid of human needs those are the things that need. Maslow, I believe, that there's all these needs that we have as human beings. There's a sense of belonging. So it's interesting how the group yeah. formed. But like you said, so it, it ended up being very isolating and you kind of had this, this mentality of us versus them, right? As I understand. We were always thinking that we were not brainwashed in a way from society and we were like standing out in a way. We were preserving something that needs to be protected, you know, the, the German race in a way or the German mindset, and, and which is so opposite of what is reality in a way, you know, like because we were isolating ourselves also from all the challenges. So we were isolating ourselves from growth because we were hiding in this group and we were kind of shoulder tapping each one of us that, that we're cool people, strong people, that we didn't expose ourselves to any challenges in life. And because we didn't have any contact with foreigners, we didn't have any, we wanted it to be far away from us as possible. And we were teenagers. Some of, some of us uh, were 10 years older. So they were in their mid twenties or something, but we were relatively young. I think we all choose kind of a protection mode, not to be exposed to any challenges. The opposite that, that I'm doing now in a way. The opposite than you're doing now. Yeah. And it's interesting how you were kind of externally focused, like focused on the group and giving each other energy. I mean, there's something very important about coming in and becoming maybe more of a spiritual person, more of a centered person, a person who can really love others because they love themselves. It means that you have to have a relationship with yourself, which is quite an internal journey rather than one right. that's completely receiving, you know, the energy from the outside. Right. And also it requires responsibility in a, in a big scale because before it was very much centered also uh, like focused outside that we were blaming 
other people and circumstances for for our misfortune or that our goals were not met. You know, so foreigners were the cause that Germany wasn't in the right place or like what need to be fixed outside. We never took the responsibility for ourselves. But when you look at these people, it's like basically very low level of spirituality, right? Yeah. Spirituality so, supposes that there's a connection between all beings that kind of passes the physical world that we're in, right? It acknowledges right. The connection between, even with us and nature, even with an individual, like there's a divine life force. There's something that connects all beings, no matter where we come from, what we look like, how we pray, what our religion is, background, gender, etc. You know, a sense of spirituality. At least as I understand it and the way that I see it is that you acknowledge that there is something that connects all of us to one another. So what you're saying is basically there wasn't that at all. Yeah. When you look at the music, for example, the neo-Nazi music, it's based on hatred and anger. So it's based on all the groups that need to be erased or dealt with in a way about like who to kill or who to bomb or who to... So it's like idolizing warriors and soldiers of the Second World War. So which is, when I'm looking at it now, it's very tough to read these texts. Back then I believed them. Back then I like, sang them. I knew all the lyrics. So, But it's very much detached from yourself and detached from any anything around it, you know? And then building the strength to push for your beliefs or your idealization, you build a mindset about how you see the world, what you want to achieve by all this violence. And then you're building there your strength in it to, to go for it. And at some point you realize it's all yes, right? It's nothing. And you have to start building yourself. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges of people that want to leave these groups, that at some point they have to understand it was a false belief. What we're all going through, right? When we are facing ego, when we are joining the negative side, when we are thinking about ourselves alone, at some point we need to understand it was a false belief and we need to be able to shift this. It's so crazy to hear it from somebody who's been through it because, and you were so young with this mind that's so malleable and looking for a way in life. And I'm sure that people study this and they study the psychology of it and the psychology of groups. And they spend probably lifetimes writing stuff about this. But it's just fascinating because I know, you know there are many, there are so many hate groups around the world and it's, it's crazy to become aware of it and just how they work and how they work on the minds and spirits of young people who perhaps are just looking for something, for a way. But I wanted to kind of move forward now into into your next chapter, what was it that brought you to a different path? Now it's like so interesting because you kind of went from one way to another way, right? Completely. And I'm interested to know what brought you to the path that you're on now. Hi guys, I'm quickly interrupting this episode to let you know that you can now support the Cosmic Chats on Patreon. Check out my page, Debbie Sugarbaker Cosmic Chats, and feel free to become a monthly donor. We so appreciate it, and it helps us to keep this show going, to get this information, this wisdom, this energy out there on the waves and touching hearts and souls like yours. 
thank you so much in advance and enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, so basically I was 10 years in the group and I was also, I was in a leading position there. No, I was I was influencing the group. I was pushing the group forward, and I was mid twenty when I also went to the army in Germany and uh, went to study. And this was the time when I got exposed to people that I wouldn't be exposed to. So I was studying with strangers that that were more integrated in society or that have, had background in like immigration or something to Germany. And then I got to know them for real before I had an opinion about them. But right. then I got to know them for real. And it brought to me a lot of challenges because suddenly I had to realize that they're cool or they're funny or they we have something in common. And I was in this conflict of my ideology and like what I saw in real life. And slowly I started to build a desire that I wanted to find out more what is life really about so back then my my girlfriend ex-girlfriend was reading like spirituality and i got interested in it and like i was in university like hanging out with other people and where i was hiding my my beliefs all the time and then all these factors together they made me search for answers to my questions of life and is this ideology really true and do we really have to hate and like was playing it out. So what do we do? We start a war now. We, what, what is this, you know? But all the spirituality that I found wasn't like deep and, and, and strong and, and didn't touch me in like in, in my core essence until I found Kabbalah. And when I found Kabbalah, it, it resonated with me. It challenged me, but it resonated with me. It pushed me in a big time. And for some reason, I felt this has essence of truth and could explain me a lot of things. Because when you are in this in this point of ideology and like wrong perception about life and the world, you're very much detached from your soul. You're doing actions that your soul doesn't like. You're doing you you have beliefs that that you know they are not true, but you need to learn what is true. And Kabbalah gave a lot of answers because Kabbalah is not just doing something and believing it, but it's it's asking why and understanding and uh, like finding the connection and then making choices and using your free will. And and that helped me. So it was always then a battle between I don't like this, but I think this is the true path and I have to deal with it, you know. There's one thing that Kabbalah really does, and I think many spiritual paths do, is that they connect the individual, like you said, with an aspect of yourself that's very internal, like that's your soul. You build that inner connection because your soul is connected to every other being. So then you become more sensitive to other people, more empathetic, more sensitive to nature, more sensitive to, you know, the birds outside and the trees, you know. Um, you build that connection, which is an inner connection, but because we're all connected, so you also become more aware of things that perhaps you weren't aware of before. And if you start experiencing that, then it's hard to like just stay in these belief systems of the mind because your experience and vibrationally, like what you're connected to, something so much better. And I feel like you've had quite a journey in life, not only physically and now you're living in a different country and you're practicing a, a religion and you're practicing a spirituality and a whole path but you've also come 
so far like crossing a, basically a sea of consciousness and of energy. Right. What came to my mind is maybe some people have seen it in, in Facebook or somewhere online is these dogs that got traumatized, you know, that are very angry dogs that, that are barking a lot and they're very angry and very disconnected from love until they find their path and they find their inner truth and they start to trust again and they start to believe, to open up, and to enjoy life and connect to themselves and love and then they are themselves. It feels pretty much like it because I, I hated a lot of things around me and I, I wasn't really connected to myself. And Kabbalah brought all this wisdom and this power and this energy to reconnect to myself and, and, and to find out who I am and like what is the soul that is inside. And yeah. such a beautiful analogy, the dog, because it's so true. But usually, what they're lacking is like you know they just want a home and love and right. routine and and like the basic things. You know, I, I would, I wish that I had kind of done more research and gone back to like, you know, looked into the, the Maslow's pyramid of needs, of human needs, because it would be so interesting to just kind of like look at this through that lens. But, but yes, love is, it sounds like so cheesy, but we know it's true. Love can open up hearts, can open up the energy centers in the body, can be like this magical elixir that can take a person from one reality into a completely different reality and yet they'll look and stay the same on the outside mm -hmm. that i've known you know, having been deeply involved in spiritual things or following different paths even like delving into like the kundalini and traditions where you actually start experiencing reality in a different way because you understand anything that comes your way and then you feel or you feel something inside that you can be literally like experiencing reality in a completely different way. I mean, it's true on all levels than the person next to you who may be reacting to what's happening and blaming the other person and feeling you know, like a victim. And I'm not saying that we're all perfect once we path because I can tell myself that I've been doing recently, recently having a pattern kind of always being in this like victim position and not like completely Powered in my interactions or there's just something in my vibration that goes there as a safety place because it's familiar you know like somewhere where I don't want to assert responsibility or something like that that was just a bunch of points in one that we can be living in universes yet being right next to each other that each one of us has so much power to create our reality and decide which universe we want to live in and to inform ourselves and learn more about spiritual concepts and build a universe where we feel connected to other beings and connected to ourselves. And then the point that none of us are perfect and we all have these things that we're working on to overcome. You had to overcome a lot, like you said, like a lot of, of hatred and feeling isolated and getting stuck in this ideology, which is just an ego, but each one of us has our own egos that we need to overcome, our own fears, which can feel very isolating in themselves. And that's why I'm so passionate about bringing people spiritual tools and spiritual consciousness, even if it's not necessarily spiritual, just anything to kind of help them to open those cages and to remember who they really are. Right. We all agree that love is like where it leads to, right? The question is like, we all agree on it, but we are not there. And we have so many gaps to, to bridge. 
So what I noticed in my journey is that when I was like so much in this, in this ideology, in this negativity and darkness, I really liked this. And that, that's what we all do. We like our darkness. We like our ego. We have a safe place to go to. How to break out, how to break out from that and how to go into love is to find a better reason to not do it. Because it was very comfortable to, to be angry about people around it or to be aggressive or anything. But I had to realize that I was only the effect of these situations. I was the effect of foreigners, of my opinion about the foreigners. I was never the cause. I had to find the motivation why to say no to this ego and why no to this mindset that I had in this group and to, to go through this painful process because over changing from, from ego to love is a very painful process to overcome it and to let it go. And we have to find their motivation. Why to do it? Totally. And it's interesting because something that you and I spoke about last week when I met you was this idea that it's not that you needed to delete yourself or where you came from or your process that brought you to who you are today or the hatred, right? Can we eliminate those things? Is it about elimination of those parts of ourselves or is it about transformation into another? I, I, I would just like you to speak on that a little bit. Any desire, and even if it's a very, very selfish desire, has an equivalent counterpart that is very, very positive. So whenever we are using energy or for ourselves alone, that's what the Kabbalists say, when, when we're always thinking about ourselves, then we're using this energy that comes to us only for us. We are only thinking about ourselves. But when we, when we learn to turn this around, so for example, hatred, when, when we're a hateful person, this is the starting point of our true vessel. So we don't need to hate this vessel that we are now full of hatred and full of anger or full of aggression. It's not the problem. We only have to learn how to turn it around to this person. Basically, when he's very negative, he's a huge channel. He's a huge vessel. The only problem he has is that he's thinking only about himself. So instead of hating this ego and trying to eliminate it, is to learn to turn it around, to, to make the shift, to receive this energy, to share it with the world. So a person that is full of hatred once he learns to use this energy and to turn it around, he will be full of love. He will be the biggest vessel for love. Because like, if a person doesn't have this desire for hatred, doesn't have this desire for negativity, he has a small capacity. So a person with a bigger capacity has also a bigger challenge. And many times we are trying to, to, to erase the challenge. We are trying to say, no, but we are so self-criticizing. It's not good and we shouldn't do that. No, it's okay. It's our starting point. I'm sure what you're saying, but if the, if the person is like, you know, in a hate group and they're, they're causing destruction in the world, then, you know, it is a problem. Yet, at the same time, it is a big problem, right? But at the right. same time, we, need, we can understand that there's a polarity in the universe. And, as, as, and, and when you're looking at yourself and looking at your own transformation, you can understand that as dark as you can go is, is as light as you can go. 
because there's for every reaction there's an equal every action there's an equal and opposite reaction right and we don't need to see the the ego as a problem we don't need to see ah no because i'm like because i'm so negative because i have this ego i'm i'm limited in life or i need to work on eliminating this ego no we don't need to eliminate it. we just need to learn how to transform it how to turn it around and this is actually the reason why we become great it's not the problem it's like the reason why we become great all we need is a big enough desire to say in the moment when we want to become negative to find a bigger enough reason to turn it around and to be positive. It's so powerful because there's like a concept and understanding that you come to, something that's very necessary for any type of growth, I believe. Having been a teacher, I know that just from my experience in life, I know that you have to kind of come to a place where you believe in the goodness of yourself. Perhaps it's from working on yourself, how to go outside of yourself and connect with other people from connecting from feeling your oneness with nature moving into a different space and then from that place from recognizing that there's goodness within yourself it's much easier to change and much easier to tackle those things and to transform those things that that you want to because this like shame I think that this is kind of like what you're speaking of. Shame can be like a big block. But if you understand my essence, part of the creator, right? So it's inherently good. And I have that goodness within inside of me. It's easier to make the change than getting stuck in shame. Like I'll always be, if I made a mistake 15 years ago, you know, hold on to it and kind of not allow yourself to move forward or to get out of that. Understand that that's not you. There's an idea of where, and now we're talking about one being in, in a process of, of spiritual growth, of not, not wearing or a negativity as if it's, or understanding that it's not you, part of, of something much greater. And yes, we have these smallnesses, these places where we're very limited and we have ego and, you know, negativity and self-hatred and, and criticism, etc. But by connecting to that innate that I'm good inside, so much more. Right. But I need to add from my journey that I came from a background with no belief in creator. I was an atheist. I didn't believe in, in God or any, any source like this. And so no religious background also. And... I was so far away from believing that there is a source that is good. And this is, I think, what we all do when we look at our ego, whatever it is, it's self-judgment, it's shame, it's anger, it's hatred, whatever it is, we don't believe in this area that there's a source of good for it or in it or in this situation. And what I learned in my transformation from leaving the group to starting to study Kabbalah to eventually wanting to convert to Judaism is that I had to first admit that I have this ego. It was the first stage. It was far later that I found out that the reason of the ego is something positive and something sharing, something good and something that all unites us and that, that after it transforms the ego, it's, it's beauty, it's love. But in the beginning, it was just to admit, no, it is there. The ego is there. I have this issue. I have this problem. I have this negativity. And then to start 
to to build a desire that is big enough to turn it around. First, I had to admit that it's there. So this was like, it was way later that I realized it has this beauty, this wholeness, the love. In it. And that's what we see in, in, in many things and concepts that we first have to look at it, you know, and that's what where we mostly afraid of it, that we are we're saying, no, we're looking at it. We're looking at it eye to eye. This is the issue. But right. the issue is not the reason of bad circumstances or bad, bad life or bad luck or whatever it is. No, this is the issue. This is my starting point. This is why I came in this world. This is what is the reason that I want to transform something in my life. This will be the reason why I will be successful. The reason why I'm successful and full of light and whatever later on is because I have this and this and this issue. And this, we first need to look into the eye. We first have to see this ego will be the reason why I'm going to be successful, why I'm going to turn things around. Yeah, it's true. I recently heard someone else telling a story. If, if you constantly feel like the victim, which, you know, in different situations, like maybe you're in relationship dynamics where you kind of get bullied or you, maybe it was in school or whatever, eventually that person has a huge capacity to become very like victorious and they're and empowered the things where we feel like we're lacking, we can actually become empowered in the opposite. I just wanted to briefly interrupt this episode to remind you that you can find all of my cosmic chats with video on my IGTV handle at Debbie Sugarbee. That's at D-E-B-B-I-E-S-U-G-A-R-B. There, you can also find a link in my bio to support my work or to sign up for a one-on-one Theta Healing session with me. I can imagine you've never looked back. But what sustains you to move forward in moments where it feels really hard? You must feel sometimes like, can I really do this? Can I really continue? Because I think that we all feel that when we're on a path of doing something that's beautiful and great in the world we come up up against aspects of ourselves that would rather stay small. So what is it that sustains you and brings you forward in those hard moments? Yeah, I experienced it a lot. My journey started 13 years ago. And from day one, I had this understanding that Kabbalah gives me great understanding and great wisdom and great tools. But at the same time, I had to face a lot of challenges and mostly by myself because I couldn't I couldn't speak with the neo-Nazi group that I'm now going to Kabbalah and to Jewish people to learn about how to be a better person. And also in the beginning, I was not so open to, to speak about my past with other students in the Kabbalah Center. And so and my parents didn't know about it for many years that, that I was in this group. I was hiding it. So I was, it was a challenge with me and what I called later the creator. And I think... I always had this desire just to survive in a way. You know, I had this desire to to find a solution. I, I never stopped searching. And these challenges, they, they came very unexpected all the time. Sometimes after a big breakthrough, the next day you would expect, wow, you're flying on clouds and you, you see everything is beautiful. But then it's a very big challenge because the creator has a plan for us. and wants us to get to a certain point, but we, we see it from our perspective of 
or dream world, how we want to have it lightly on how everything needs to fall into place and how everything needs to happen in certain stages. But the creator gives us these challenges or we see it in the beginning as challenges just to grow there. And the challenge mostly hits when you don't have any power and you don't have any hope, when you don't see any results, when things are not going your way, when certain things are suddenly unfair, when people speaking are not believing in you and you feel like, how can I handle all this? Like, where is the help? What do I do now? What is in the next stage? What do I in the next? Can someone tell me what I have to do now? And everything was new. It was basically a path that I had to walk into the unknown, into something that that I I didn't know. After leaving the group, there were my family. I didn't know where I'm going to. I didn't understand all this inclusive behavior and openness. So I constantly like didn't understand, but had the desire just to find it out. I, I wanted to search. And so I always trained myself to to get up, to get up again, like like a boxer that get gets knocked down, he's on the floor, the referee counts, and he stands up and he does the next round. So that's kind of my my motivation. That I know also I trained my mind that when I look forward in in ten years, I most likely will be able to handle more than in the past. So when I will be able to handle more in the, in the future, then the current situation can't be so difficult. I just don't have the vessel for it. So in the whole concept of that Kabbalah explains us how this world operates, how light enters a vessel, how we are a vessel for light, how our capacity can grow, how surrounding light, which is skills that we... These are terms that people may not be familiar with, vessel and light. Right. I just want to explain that it's like kind of like a spiritual terms that explain how we receive energy and grow energy and share energy in this world. It's kind of deeper concepts, but I think that people can understand, you know, that a vessel is kind of like your capacity. Like you said, the dog who just comes in off the street and he's been, you know, abused and he didn't have a place to live and he was, you know, with the other stray dogs and they were fighting for food. So he comes in. So at first he's not going to be able to receive so much. He's just going to love and comfort and care. You start slowly with an animal like that and, you know, slowly, slowly he gains the strength and the, the ability to handle more love and then to give more love, you often see it that then they become warm and they have like the biggest hearts and they're the best ever. But that's like such a process to go through. And of like the process that he's speaking about when he says like, like vessel and light. So light would be that energy, that care, that love, and even just capacity for, for life. And Vessel would be the dogs or, or the, the human beings' capacity to receive that and then to share it. And it's something that we all are growing our capacity for. And sometimes, if we're not conscious about it, life will give us that capacity in different ways because we can go through things. I went through great loss and grief, but now I have a greater capacity for empathy for people who are going through grief and an understanding of what it's like. For example, I have a loved one in the ICU. And so now I have kind of like a, a vessel about that loss and grief because I've gone through it. I've also grown my ability to move myself forward after 
seeming devastation or after feeling flattened by life. I grew different capacity because I went through that. So I just wanted to explain those terms. Right. I'm not a Kabbalah teacher, but I really recommend that if anybody wants to learn more about like check out The Power of Kabbalah, which is an amazing book. Or There's classes. We're talking surface level and throwing these terms out. But, but if you really wanted to learn for yourself, it's something that you want to reach out for and, and go through your own. Right. And this basically carried me throughout my challenges, throughout my journey. I learned through Kabbalah, these understandings that this challenge might look now very bitter, but it has like something good in it. And then, then I saw also how things turned from being too sweet. But through this understanding, in the beginning, I did not expect that something good would come out from a very challenging situation. But because I understand that, for example, I would grow my capacity, my skill set, or my ability to love or to receive love or to, to understand life uh, is growing in this moment, I understood that the pain in this moment will turn around at some point to something sweet. And, and all these understandings I didn't have in the group. In the group, the basic mindset was on hatred, on, on blaming other people and things like this. So suddenly all this emptiness in this consciousness got understanding and awareness about myself and about the world that helped me to, to understand processes that I would usually skip because I, in the group, I would skip all the process. I would skip growing my capacity for receiving love, sharing love, and would stay in a certain level where, where I didn't change. I mean, it's so crazy because you say that. It's interesting because... Each, I feel like each one of us in our own process, like when we're confronted with a challenge, we have a choice. Am I going to somehow find a way to take responsibility for my own feelings about the situation and take responsibility for me for this challenge and to find what it is that I need to open in myself or grow in myself? Or am I going to, especially when you're in relationship, or am I going to blame the other person, blame the situation? blame the circumstance so obviously the situation that you had was a very extreme example but it's just very interesting because I feel like we're all confronted with obstacles and challenges where we can decide responsibility for ourselves and our growth or not and and coming back to Kabbalah a bit is I just wanted to explain that mostly we we focus on on the target, we focus on the light, we focus on the love, we focus on what we want to achieve in life. But Kabbalah is actually is not the study about the light. It, it doesn't really study anything about the light. It only studies how the vessel, our capacity, our our being, our soul can grow our ability. You know, it's more the study of the receiving part. So on the receiving part, we are learning what we have to do, which responsibility we have to do, and then to, to receive more light. It's like the light wants to give, like in Kabbalah 6, the light wants to give all the time endlessly. It doesn't stop. But we as vessels, we as human beings, we as souls, we have this limited capacity. So it's our ability to, to, to grow this more. And then when we have challenges, when we're facing the challenges, we are all confronted with it's not fair. We don't see Suddenly, we don't see the light. We don't see anything that is good in this situation. We don't understand how this can be good for our growth, good for our life, how, 
how this unfair situation is now benefiting us or we want to bypass it. We just want to skip it, but we're going to blaming mode and we're escaping all the growth growth. And when we turn this around, then we see the actual blessings of turning the negativity around and finding this true essence of ourselves. Yeah. It's amazing because I was reading like today, just a story of, of about Helen Keller. She was blind and so she had a natural handicap, but in, because she was blind, she became very instrumental in the dissemination and the creation of Braille, which has benefited millions of people since then who are facing blindness. So you can say it's just an incredible story of somebody who took their handicap and they were able to use it and they were able to kind of embrace that situation for the benefit of so many people. So I wanted to ask you one more question now that you're also an Orthodox Jew and you're able to write Torahs, be your scribe. How was it for you to learn Hebrew? Was it difficult? How was it just to learn the language? I learned to read the language a few years back and that wasn't so difficult. Now speaking it is a completely different story because I felt Hebrew is, is a language that is very much connected to your soul because it's it's very connecting the upper worlds with, with your soul and bringing a lot of light. It's a very unique language. But speaking it, I almost felt like that I need to transform internally even more and more in order to connect to the language. It was very challenging for me to use this, to, to choose again. It's another level of choosing the light, choosing the positivity, choosing something like sharing. You know, it's another level to use through the language because it's very powerful what we're using. When we're using words that we speak, we are manifesting a lot. So instead of manifesting all the negativity, it's cleansing our mind, it's cleansing our system that through speaking. And when we're using such a powerful language as Hebrew, we have to cleanse ourselves. So for me, I'm, I'm taking courses twice a week but it's it's challenging for me I, I i need it in in stages it's not it doesn't come although i'm talented to to learn the language i'm i find it very hard it's incredible and i you also do like speaking engagements right you do speaking engagements with different jewish groups and yeah i'm sure you deal with judgment from people sometimes and how do you deal with i see that speaking to groups is with Jewish background or non-Jewish is kind of a way for me to give back to, to, to others because I received so much by being in an environment, a very positive and supportive environment. I, I see this as my opportunity to give back. So I, I don't force it to speak. I just accept usually the, the invitations and, but I find it always inspiring because each speaking engagement brings about something completely different, brings about different questions and different different aspects, different layers, and also different new stages in, in my life. And it happened also to inspire others because obviously they are not neo-Nazis and trying to become Jewish, but they're facing some issues in their life where they find some inspiration from the journey that they went through. So... I, I spoke to groups in, in the UK, in, in, the US, in the US, in South America, people coming to Israel and I'm meeting them. And I spoke in Poland and it's always, it's always something special that is happening. 
That's incredible. I'm sure that you can, you're helping many, many people. Anti-Semitism is something that's still very palpable in the world. Even if people are not in neo-Nazi groups, you know, it exists in the consciousness and it's so powerful mm-hmm. for to hear your story and to connect with this idea of transformation, this idea of being able to address one's darknesses within, to address hatred that's inside of us, and to be able to change it and to become a different person and to live and be more love-filled and happy. I'm so sure that your story and what you've gone through is to bring a lot of light to this world, a lot of awareness to people. People tend to think like, oh, a Nazi, and it's true. Neo-Nazi, it's like, it's so bad, right? But where are we addressing our own hatreds, our own biases, our own prejudices that exist, and perhaps on a lesser scale within ourselves? It also shows that the hatred, we cannot really stop it by a law or by by a prison or even by weapons or something. I think the real transformation of the world and people has to come through an internal transformation of inspiration, obviously, but also like showing other people how they can transform their negativity by being example and supporting them in their work. Because eventually we want that everyone is making this choice to to transform their own negativity by learning, by understanding that someone outside a certain situation is never the cause for any misfortune or any unfair situation or something, that everyone has a responsibility and that we can learn to take responsibility in our life, which I didn't do back then. I didn't take responsibility for my actions. I find it still tough in many situations to take the responsibility, but I learned way more and and it benefited me so much. And I believe that we can only transform this negativity when we help other people to do something similar. Yes. And when you were speaking, what just came in was this idea from Spider-Man, the uncle says to him, Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. Because we don't only want to focus on taking responsibility for that negativity, but to understand that each one of us is so incredibly powerful. Our consciousness is so powerful. We are these infinite beings in human form. And a lot of times we tend to forget that. And we think that our reality is dependent on some person on some government and yes those things influence us but each one of us has this power inside to change our belief systems to release old energies shame guilt etc and to find ourselves in a different universe just from working from within each one of us is like spider-man with great power and grit and we have great responsibility. We're all so much more powerful than we know. I love that quote. We all know much more than we think you. Don't underestimate the power of yourself and your soul, consciousness and your heart. I think from my journey, we can take an example of seeing our our influence on on other people. I think we all would agree that it's way easier to see the the negative, negative influence in others than the positive influence, right? Sometimes we we do positive actions and we wonder, but do I really affect other people? Do I really help other people with this? And and it's hard to see sometimes. It's hard to see that our positive action is creating protection for other people, not to create 
negative actions or is giving them some uplift or some happiness. And we don't see this happiness because we don't see where we are sharing to. It's endless. We're sharing to something, somewhere, to someone, and we don't see the, the results. But in the negative way, it's very easy to see. And maybe the negative way can be an inspiration for the positivity. Because when we see a neo-Nazi, when we see a terrorist, when we see any negative person, one person is enough to scare a whole country, to scare a whole town, to scare a very big group of people. And he is able or she is able to influence in a negative way on a big scale. So. If we turn this around, this is the same effect of our positive actions. So our actions can affect a whole country, a whole town, a whole big community. We won't see it naturally. We won't see all the positive effects, but the same like the, the negative person. He doesn't see how a person is now scared in his home to leave the house because there is a terrorist attack in the city or something, or there's a group marching through the street. He doesn't see this effect, but we all notice it very much. But it's true in the same way in the, in, in the positivity. So maybe this inspires us when we see the negativity, how big our influence is to many people around the world that we don't see, but our influence is there. And to go deeper and to do more actions of transformation. It's so true. And just one last point, which I'm thinking about when you were speaking, because you mentioned in the beginning that you kind of came into this hate group via music, right? The music was so influential it's music is like a vibration it's like i think it's leonard cohen is like an amazing quote of music being able to connect us different things and so you were influenced by this music to go into the darkness right then there's like the songs of like john lennon imagine or other music that's just really uplifting that can connect us to our soul and it's similar to what you were saying, you know, like our, our, you know, we can be influenced to the negative or to the positive and right. just be aware of the things that we take in and the things that we, we the content that we take in and the, the food that we take in and everything that we take in can influence us to the positive or to the negative. And just to encourage people to obviously listen to the music that brings you love. I like to listen to chanting from India that are awakening energies in the body and positive energies is great. I put it on in the background because you can feel the vibration, you can feel it elevating you and it's so powerful. Right. And also to choose the environment because back then when I heard the music, I had the choice to choose my, I had the choice. I could leave the group and I could say, this music is not for me, or this is uh, nothing that I want to support. But for me, being in the group and being in this environment was my choice. It was not that I was victim to or something. I choose it because I felt being in this group was safer for me, was cool, was like I had something from it. And later on, I, I was lucky enough to make the choice to, to turn this around and to be in a positive environment with all the work that it required and all the changes that it required. But Choosing our environment is something super, super important and as much as we choose what you said, like which food we take in, which music we listen to, which which messages we are listening to on, on, on social media or from even from people that, that we are surrounding ourselves with. Yeah, it's so important to be so intentional about it because there's so much that we take in subconsciously because there's so many forces that are always trying to bring us away from our true power it's so important to really be intentional i think about 
all of the things that we decide to take in and whatever they say, you're like the sum of the five people you surround yourself with the most in terms of environment. But anyway, Yonatan, thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything else that you feel you want to share and leave people with here? To have courage and to be brave, to face all the difficulties that each one of us is going through and to never give up, to never give up and to always keep searching, to keep pushing and to look for answers because the answers are always there. And to believe that even the darkest points in our in our life is just around some motivation and some some hope, and that everything, as much as we go down the hill, we just need to turn around. Karen said, "Whenever we go in the wrong direction, all we have to do is turn around." There's not much. We had the strength to go in the wrong direction. We have the strength to go in the right direction. Karen was the the founder and the spiritual director of the Kabbalah Center until her passing in 2020. She was a, a, a great spiritual teacher, my spiritual teacher as well. And so that's who he was quoting there. There's always a through the positive. Sometimes you feel like you're stuck. And how do I how do I get past this? How do I overcome the challenge? There's always a way through for you. Right. It may just take a little bit of a, a, a little or a lot of digging of reaching for help, of finding a way, you know, of really extending ourselves and really making that effort. Sometimes we're like, oh, I've made enough effort. No, no, no. There's more inside of you. There's more inside of us. And sometimes the universe just wants us to draw it out so that we become, you know, the person that, that we can be, that we have the capacity to be. So each one of us challenged in our own ways because we each have different capacities. But anyway... Thank you so much. So much depth. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to share. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. It was very special. Thank you. I truly hope that this episode nourished your spirit and or opened you to a deeper level of connection or a higher perspective. Please subscribe, share it with your friends and family, and leave me a review. I appreciate your support. You can also take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and I'll add it to my story. Until next time, be well, take care. Lots of love, magic, joy, opportunities, and blessing always. Bye-bye. Cosmic Chats with Debbie Sugarbaker is a production of Yali Christina Podcast Services.